Hello, and welcome to the Video Synth Podcast. I'm Robert Jordan from Catfall of Ghost Electronics, and this is a show about video synthesis in all of its forms. This is episode two. So today I wanted to talk about what I see as the landscape of video hardware. So that's just a fancy way of thinking about what are the different elements that go into video systems, experimental video systems specifically. What are the kind of tools that people use? Not specifically, but kind of globally to make cool and interesting live video art. Um, And I believe that there are four sort of major categories of tool. So first, there are inputs and generators. So these are things like cameras, test pattern generators, visualizers, and of course, video synthesizers like the three trends IGPS by Heiss, uh, which is spelt Jekylls. So these elements, they create visual information. They create images that change over time um, that you use as sources. So obviously you're not restricted to just these things I've listed. Visual information can come from anywhere. It can, you know, it can come from uh, software on the computer. It can come from uh, all sorts of things. But these elements come into an experimental video system. Another major category of device are video effects. So these, they take a video signal, one of our inputs or generators, say for example a camera, and they affect and distort and manipulate those images to create something else. So some good examples of video effects are of course the Videonics Video Equalizer, which allows you to adjust things like color, saturation, brightness, noise uh, in real time, as well as a number of other effects such as a color painting kind of overlay effect or it can generate like a test pattern or it can, you know, turn things black and white into a split screen and some cool stuff like that. A lot of uh, late model video mixes, things like the Eddie Roll V4, a very famous digital video mixer by Eddie Roll, now Roland, uh, is chock full of video effects that take your incoming video and apply things like posterization or they'll change the colors or they'll mirror the video in interesting kaleidoscopic patterns. So after that, we have video mixes. So if we want to combine our inputs or our affected video, we need a way of doing that. Now video is not like audio. In audio, it's relatively simple to mix audio signals together because audio information, at least analog audio information, happens asynchronously, but the synchronization of that information doesn't really matter to our ears. 
So that's not the case with video. You see, analog video contains important pieces of timing information that let a system that's reading it know important things like what is the start of a line and kind of like where should the pixels, if you want to call them that, where should they go? So video mixers need a lot more kind of complex electronics in order to make themselves work, in order to combine video signals in real time with interesting aesthetic effects. For example, things like wipes, things like chroma keys, things like uh, other types of special mixes or transitions. So some good examples of video mixes are things like the Panasonic MX series. Uh, of course, I mentioned the Eddie V4, but there's also a V1, V8, V4EX, the Videonics MX1. There are countless numbers of all these tools that we can use. Um, and the final element in what makes a landscape of video hardware is the output. So projectors, screens, CRTs, something that lets us visualize what we have done to the video signal. So this might seem obvious if you're familiar with, you know, video setups and you're familiar with playing around with this kind of stuff. But if you're new, it's not, it kind of doesn't go without saying. A lot of people come to video from audio. Um, and so they come with a lot of kind of preconceived notions about what that's going to be like and how things are going to kind of work. So for example, in audio, mixing together multiple audio sources in real time is incredibly easy with a very cheap analog mixer. However, in video, that's really not the case. The amount of electronics overhead that goes into mixing together two video sources means that pretty much with the exception of maybe only one video mix that I can think of off the top of my head, typically you just mix together two sources at a time. And so if you want to mix together three sources, you would need to mix together two sources, take the output from that mix and mix it again, potentially with another video mixer, which again has all the size, power and cost constraints that the first video mixer had. So to kind of summarize what I'm talking about here, when you're building an experimental video system to do video synthesis, the typical kind of elements that you have are inputs or generators, something that creates the video or the visual information, effects which manipulate or transform that information, mixes which allow you to mix or combine that information, and outputs which allow you to visualize or to pass off that information to somewhere else so that other people can see it or so that maybe you can record it or do some other kind of exciting thing with it. Again, this is another short ep. So my required reading, which is a hot tip on what you should check out, uh, this week is Lumen, L-U-M-E-N. So it's a software, it's for Mac only, and it allows you to create and manipulate video in a traditionally analog style 
but of course it is software. Uh, it's got all the flair of analog video synths, but it comes with the quality of life improvements of modern software. Uh, there is a free demo that you can get. Every once in a while it will just bring up the Lumen logo on top. Uh, but other than that, it's a great way to sort of play with aesthetic for analog video synthesis and work out what it is that you like, what it is that you like to do uh, for, I mean, essentially free if you're just using the demo. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening and keep making cool video.